Hey there! How is it going? Hello. Hi. How are you? Welcome to the Bloody Stream Podcast. And I'm, I'm Jorge. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> and we are joined by our very special guest friend, Danny. Danny, how are you? Good, Brian. Uh, was that frustration because of Jorge, uh, because I'm here, or I... because you really had to go to the bathroom? No, I purposely um, said, and I'm Jorge before we were I'm gonna, supposed to. I'm going to go with yes to Danny's question. <laughs> As we've mentioned in our Discord, we are misbehaving a lot more in this podcast. No behavior. There are no parents here. Uh, anyways, Danny, it is great to have you on. As Brian likes to say, you're a very special guest friend. Uh, would you mind telling us a little bit about your relationship with horror films and I guess cinema in general because you have a little bit more going on there? Uh, sure. Um, I'll start just talking about horror. Uh, my, my intro to horror, it's kind of a funny story. Uh, I think... I don't know if you want to count it as a horror film. I know you guys said your your web is ever-expanding. Uh, mm-hmm. But my first introduction with horror was when my cousins showed me Jurassic Park when I was two. That's a, that's a good and, one to discuss. But the funny part about it is that <laughs> my mom found out, and she was furious. Yeah. Just come. Have you watched I, Jurassic Park without me? No, it's... <laughs> Again, my cousins who are like, I don't know, nine, ten, maybe in their preteens, and she's coming sure, out and, yeah. you did what? And like, no, yeah, no, he loved it. He loved it, right, Dan? My dumbass, like, in the corner pretending to be the T-Rex at two years old. Like, see, he loved it. Uh, but going on from there, uh, wasn't really into too much horror stuff growing up because mm-hmm. what, for me growing up, like, the horror stuff I would see would be, like, Scream three or you know like the sequels right. to the Blair Witch gotcha. Project or oh, this oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no 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 no. Like, I, no I hadn't seen them this is just like but like TV, TV spots and newspaper yeah. clippings and all that kind of stuff and I remember at one point when I was like in first grade it was like Bride of Chucky and my little dumbass thoughts like wait the kid from Rugrats is getting married? This makes oh, no sense. And all the other, goodness. again, in Catholic school, I'm saying this, and all the people who are like in eighth grade, are like, no, the no. doll. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm six. I don't know what anything is. <laughs> uh, but g- growing up a little, a little bit more uh, through middle school, again, not really into it too much because mm-hmm. around like the mid 2000s, we started getting into the. Gorno kind of stuff like with Saw and it's True. 10 billion sequels and then Hostel and Teristas yeah. and all that kind of stuff and the Black Christmas 2006 <laughs> shout outs to Teristas and oh, it's and for me it was just kind of like it, people like oh you don't, you don't like horror movies it's just I, I don't know I kind of like getting messed with mentally and during that uh, summer of 06 is I did a lot of reading like my 8th mm. grade through like mm. sophomore year high school but I read, uh, I read the book Jaws, um, and then my freshman year of high school, which is, <laughs> may explain a lot of things to a lot of people, I started reading the Hannibal books. So I started right. with Red oh, Dragon, okay. and my dad didn't own Hannibal, but I saw it on TV, and I saw like the later half where, <laughs> minor spoily doily with that, when, when Hannibal breaks out, and that final co- confrontation between Clarice and Buffalo Bill, my 15-year-old self, I'm like, oh! <gasps> Oh, this is the hypest shit ever! Oh my god! <laughs> That's and then sure. I read yeah. the book Hannibal and saw the movie. I'm just like, ah, Hannibal was okay. Uh, but well, yeah, then, that's and all. then after you know all the Gorno stuff, it was 
the found footage jump scare fests, which I think like the revival, like the origin started with Blair Witch, but it really started coming back with 2008's Cloverfield, which I love. I love that movie. Mm -hmm. And then 2008, it became, or 2009, it took off and reigned supreme in October because of Paranormal Activity. Because in the words of Brian, it's made with a bag of ham, a bag of smack, and (laughs) I don't know, a half a cup of Drano. (laughs) And it makes 800 times its budget. Dude. I think Um, the guy's name is Oren Pelly, and he made it in his house. His own home. Yeah. Hey, man. For me, being very scared by that movie, I was like, I would never (laughs) do it in my own home. What are you getting? But I would say... (laughs) Poison the whole place. I would say uh, college is when I really started getting into more horror films because... Sure. Uh, like in God, again, this just shows how old I am. My freshman year, my freshman, my fall semester <laughs> in college. Say no, don't say the years. My just... fall, I, I, you know, I say you just put context in it. Whatever, piss off. It was uh, eighteen sixty-three, and I, <laughs> and I just fought in Antietam. I lost three brothers, and yeah, my mother like, never recovered. <laughs> but and then I, I watched Blueville. <laughs> <laughs> David Lynch was weird as hell then. He's so weird now. <laughs> <laughs> Also, side note, this is going to sound super mean. When I first started listening to the original podcast, Are We Friends? I kind of, before I saw your pictures, I kind of envisioned Taylor as the guy from Eraserhead. Wow. (laughs) That's a statement, isn't it? I'm sorry, Taylor. Don't hate me. I'm so glad Taylor isn't here to defend himself. I hope you're out there listening somewhere, Taylor. We miss uh, you. Beyond the beyond. But I started getting into more stuff. Like, I was scrolling through. I'm like, oh aliens and the first time i saw that i was that whole like bitch turn around it's right behind you get out of the sewer (laughs) um and then i just started branching off into more and more and more and in fact flowing into your question about my interactions with film i've loved film since i was a little kid um again i i still remember (laughs) the first movie i ever saw in theaters was the first toy story and it just it blew God, my mind. It's a very good choice. Uh, and then I just remember my toys are alive. And of course, me being three, four years old, I'm like okay, set so everything up, hide outside the room, ear pressing to the door. I'm like, come on, come on, make a sound, come say on. something, you say, do say something. I don't care if you're a do- if you're a T Rex, say something. Uh, now, now you're making Toy Story kind of scary because if you're doing that and then you heard something, stop. Oof, okay, well at the same time, what, what was it? Um. Is it okay to say the title of this movie, Indian in the Cupboard, came out around the same time? It's the title of the movie. Uh, uh, again, I just... It's not I, good, I don't but want it's the title like, of the movie. Wait, Danny said that one thing we're not allowed to say anymore? No. Canceled! <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, you can't say cupboard anymore. <laughs> anyway, it. sorry. It's a anyway. Uh, but I've just loved film for the longest time, and... Sure. Just it's it's grown for the longest time because uh, my mom's dad was a lover of film as well, and I didn't know that until much later on in my life. Unfortunately, he passed when I was seven years old, so I didn't really get to share that experience that oh, much damn. with him. Mm. But what I do remember is that whenever some new Disney movie would come out on VHS, he would record like three of them and put them on a tape for my sister and I. So Ooh, he'd come on, like convenient. here's. Oliver and Company, Toy Story, and James and the Giant Peach. And that's like one of the last <laughs> memories I really have with him, just awesome. watching Triple James Peach. and the Giant Peach, and he just... Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, good fucking movie. Around 12, 
I really started getting more into like I want to make film and mm-hmm. stuff like that uh, because around the time I was getting into history as well, which is what I majored in college, uh, mm-hmm. and Band of Brothers was on the History Channel. So, and of course, it was very much edited down, like much of the graphics shots are cut out, the heavy language bleeped and whatnot. Then around the same time, like, oh, hey, you thought Band of Brothers was hype. The the Saving Private Ryan D-Day 60th Commemorative Edition is coming out on DVD, and Spielberg is my all-time favorite director. Like, hands down. Oh, interesting. I know, know, we did an episode on Scorsese, but it's just like, (laughs) Spielberg is my end-all, be-all, my number one favorite, and... Just, yeah, it, it's always grown from there. And I, uh, around my second year, finishing my second year at JMU, after taking a couple of film courses, you know, intro pre-1960, intro, like, beginning to 1960, intro post-1960, uh, adaptations, film and society, all that kind of stuff, I decided, you know what, I want to try and be a minor in this. And the SMAD, uh, the head of the SMAD department, so like, oh yeah, come by my office, Pencil whip some stuff, bam, you're good to go. And in the fall of 2014, I took a class called uh, Contemporary American Film, where mm-hmm. it was like every week was a different genre or topic. And I'm trying to remember exactly how it went. And I know I'm getting a bunch of time right now, so I guess what it was like That's fine. Uh, violence, uh, romance, sex, guy comedies, female led films, films focusing on the family, LGBTQ horror um video game comic book adaptations uh war films animated films and independent and during that class i had to watch like two or three movies outside of class then we'd have a screening in class and then have a discussion and all that kind of stuff in jesus in in the fall of 2014 i I think i watched (laughs) on the border of at least 60 odd movies but for horror there was nothing really there my professor's like you know Anybody know a whole lot about horror or know anything? And of course, me being oh like, God, "Well, there's fucking dream. There's there's this. There's this. There's this. There's this. There's this. There's that. There's that." And he's like, "So you're the horror aficionado?" I'm looking around. I don't know oh. where the hell you got that presumption yeah, from. A <laughs> couple of movies. I'm just like, and uh, the films we watched because uh, everything was supposed to be post 1980, but some changes were made here and there. We, it sure. was uh, Nosferatu. Make some exceptions. Uh, if that's a big exception. OG, Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Uh, the Fair. Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, and <laughs> in class, we watched uh, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Okay. Okay. I don't know if I would watch Cabin in the Woods in a in a class to teach people about horror films. Because that one's for people who are already well-versed in horror, I feel. That's, that's an inter- intermediate level yeah, movie. A little say- bit, yeah. It's it's kind of a, I guess what Drew Goddard, uh, Drew Goddard or Goddard however you pronounce his name the guy who uh, yeah. wrote the screenplay for The Martian and made Netflix's Daredevil yeah he was pretty much like uh, I just wanted to make a fun love letter to all modern horror films what we love right. what we don't like just put it in a big old tupperware bowl shake it all around put a cool little twist in there here you guys go. <laughs> oh yeah, Josh Whedon wrote some uh, some one-liners as well, but I don't think we. Because <laughs> that that description also fits House of a Thousand Corpses, which did not do as didn't well. Didn't do remotely. Did not was, come out as. I was going to say I watched that for the very first time last year. I went on a last October. I went on a horror movie bender. 
Jorge, Barely, you, Jorge, you like would be hear. proud of everything yeah, I watched. I enjoy and hearing. Disappointed some other things I watched. Like I watched M Night Shyamalan wants the happening. No, that's, you know that one is so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> fucking comedy of the year. Oh my god, that horrible point. movie. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's absolutely wretched. But <laughs> there are some. I, I can't tell if it's funny on purpose. I really can't. No, it must be because what some he, of the stuff they do is so oh, stupid. He, he but, says now, like originally, it was like, oh, this is me at my most, my dark, my gritty. This is gonna be mm-hmm. a gory, you know, in your face kind of horror movie. The, re- the reviews come out. Well, actually, you know, it's a B-horror comedy with an A. It's a re- <laughs> uh, okay, Tommy Wiseau. No, no. It's, it's very say. important uh, romantic erotic film. Oh, no. It's actually black comedy. Yeah, I was going to say, the amount of bad movies that have turned out to be black comedies that people just didn't get or laughed with instead of <laughs> at is incredible. <laughs> it's, yes. Hey, you know let's- what? Em- embrace the suck. Let, let's let's get on to to our, our topic for today. We don't have yes. any mentions because again, we are releasing an episode a day. And we simply are <laughs> we'll running do it short. We'll on do time. it later. We'll you just know what? do it later. Props to you guys because if Thank I had a, if I had to crank out if I had a project as big as you guys, all I do is crank out. I it's, it, we'll, we'll talk about cranking later. Um, <laughs> no, no, this is gonna be a crank heavy episode. <laughs> oh, there's some good stuff in there, but yeah, honestly, props to you guys. Salut, Thank toast, gabagoo. I don't know. I'm not Italian. Whatever. <laughs> I, I actually looked up. You what that can't was, say like, that. Can't I'm, like, I'm like, what? What's what is gabagoo? And it's like a pronunciation of of capicoli. I'm like, how it's do you just get gabagoo they out of capicoli? I am not just. even Italian, and somehow the Irish New Yorker in me is getting look. pissed off. What is don't this? Don't worry. <laughs> Simply don't worry about it. It's just so. answer me that, David Chase. But we're. <laughs> The, We're not talking about Gabagool. We're talking about <laughs> The Lighthouse. The 2019. Lighthouse. You can watch this on Canopy, which is free with a library card, depending on which library you have. It might be Hoopla instead, Hoopla! in which case you Hoopla! will not get it. But uh, if you do have Canopy, then you can watch this there. It is on Pluto TV with ads, so apparently. I'm so proud. I don't Nobody trust cares. Pluto TV yet. Because Scream is only in Spanish, which is why we're not doing Scream today. I think it's <laughs> on HBO Max. It is not. It's not. We, God damn it. I know. Or else we would be doing that Trust. today. Oh, but, I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, is, I, I failed you. It's not your... F- it is also on Amazon Prime. That so. is where I watch it on. And yeah. I know that's Prime like the forbidden have, also, one right now. Yeah, I've, I've the also forbidden, watched it on Amazon the, Prime. The forbidden surface. Yeah, we try to avoid pushing that one when we can. There, it is for free on Canopy. That's that's what we would push. I feel like we all probably watch it. Go with that one. Prime. Unless you are somewhere not in the continental United States like me. Oh, right. Right. That is a good point. point. That's why. Anyways. That's why I was like, "Oh, hey, can we possibly do this movie?" Oh, wait, it's on Netflix in the country I'm in. I don't want to drop money on a VPN. Right. Uh, <laughs> sorry, guys. Yeah, you should. You know what? No, you, could, you know what you could use for that, Danny, is our new website, thebloodystream.com, where you can find out where all these movies are streaming. Uh, <laughs> as for warnings in fucking... for this movie, throw it out there. Uh, Definite, like, I know we said animal violence for Train to Busan, but this one's animal Definitely violence. animal violence. Yes. Uh, I would also say alcohol abuse. Again, yes. Not, yes. not light alcohol abuse. Heavy, heavy, heavy and alcohol And, like, abuse. when you I'm wake gonna... up at 3 a.m. and you realize you need water for your organs, but it's alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll also say, like, it's weird, but, like, sexual imagery. Not sexual violence, but, like, disturbing sexual imagery. Yeah, I think is the best description. It's not as bad as you would think, but it's still pretty weird. 
Like, it's just great. Exactly. Yeah. It's, and it, uh, yeah, general I, I, depictions of madness as well. If you're, yeah. if you're on the edge, yes. maybe don't watch don't this. Fucking... Give it. Give it a sec. So, uh, so, we just get, so, you know, I'll start off with a basic intro. So, this movie pretty much is, it, it's two people. It's Robert Pattinson. And remember, we are uh, start off with a with a no spoilers. Ah, give shit. him a vibe, and then we move into it. Okay. So, you can get... okay. You bought, okay. You so here here's the non spoiler <laughs> section so far. It's yeah, Robert right, Pattinson right. and Willem Dafoe. They are two lighthouse keepers or wikis. I guess that's what the term is for. Yes. And they are pretty much charged with tending and making sure this lighthouse is functioning for. For an extended amount of time, shenanigans ensue, and for people who are listening who don't know who Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe are, the Green Goblin and Batman pretty much go batshit crazy in this movie. Come, come on, come. That's that's being very. It's clearly Green Goblin and Edward from Twilight. <laughs> okay, it's, I, I will I will, I will I will talk about that later on. But you know, sure. I, I think Robert has pulled himself out of that tar pit. I will honestly. For this, this is what did it for me. He came. Yeah. He yes. went in fully nude as Edward the Vampire and came out clean and pure. As, <laughs> as as an as actor, new super actor. <laughs> <laughs> um, the so I guess for our I guess we can give the review. Do we um, want to give our thoughts? I'll give it a Ghost Skull Alien. Okay, I'm full. I'm full in for it. But yeah. it's so for it. It is not like other movies we've done so far. This is like. This is like a cinema movie. This is like for cinema people. It is full. It's, it is art. It is literally like the focus is on being artistic, I think, and not just on like narrative and, and character. Yeah. Like it's it's heavy, heavy character work. It is not just like a standard like movie where you're watching it to be entertained for one plot line. I, I think uh, I, I think I would end up giving this a Ghost Skull Alien as well. I was kind of leaning towards Mr. Cool Guy, which is still a definite recommend. But um, I think there's a little bit of like the I'm <laughs> using an easy term for it, but I'll explain it a little bit. There's a little bit of film broness to this movie where it is going. Look at how smart and how deep I am. But it's not. There's just like tinges of that. A lot of it is actually about something. It's not just like look at how cool and weird this shot is. It's look at how cool and weird the shot is to explain this theme you know what i mean like there is something to it um and it also is very there's a lot it's very reference heavy there's art and literary references galore um and they do serve a purpose and i I know what you're saying because i also don't think it was done like perfectly or anything but we just have such such a lack of (laughs) one films that do this kind of thing and then still are like entertaining to watch and have a point and everything uh and then specifically that in horror you know so like if you like that kind of thing, you're not going to find much better than this within horror. Um, so that's that's why I'm going with Ghost Skull Alien myself. Yeah, for me personally, it is probably closer to Mr. Cool Guy. Uh, for me, uh, again, I, if you couldn't tell by what I told you guys, oh, Lighthouse, hype as shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definite Ghost Skull Alien for me. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned it before, but this is directed by Robert Eggers, who yes. is filmed before this was 2015 2016's the witch or the vivich if you want to be the vivich if you want to be that, that person um uh, <laughs> i always want to be that I, always I, one of them i almost recommended for this one but i don't think it was streaming on anywhere that i could think of uh, i saw it okay back in like early 2020 and that first like five ten minutes 
I wanted to pause it. I'm like, I need to take a shower. I feel unclean. <laughs> what am I getting into? This is blue velvet all over again, but in Puritan oh, no. area, what is going on? I feel that gross again. Ah! For anybody listening, it. currently, The Witch is on Canopy for free. Yo, get that library card, get folks. Get that library card. I don't know why we push these libraries so hard. I think it's it just feels good and clean and moral, like good family <laughs> values to push to convince people to go to libraries again. You don't have to go. You just do it. We're pushing life. people to go to libraries to watch the Vivitch and Dead Ringers and shit. That's not wholesome. <laughs> so <laughs> clean. Um, but yes, so we can we can probably move into our our new now spoiler territory. So go check it yeah. out. It is black and white, by the way. It is going to be in, mostly there's, talking. There's it's a reason 1. why they didn't explain it. Yeah. 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 It's, sorry, it's sorry, like, Brian. Go ahead. Go ahead with your explanation. No, just the the aspect ratio is one point one nine by one, which is essentially like four three, like it's a square. Yep. So enjoy. <laughs> you are not. Do not adjust your TVs, please. Don't actually, because they also intended everything no. to be in that square. Get, don't get, try to stretch it or anything. Get yourself. Get yourself a glass of brandy and think about how smart you are while watching the movie. <laughs> it's you're. Uh, you're gonna need something stronger than that, pal. That's uh, by a certain point. Yes, absolutely. Anyways, yes. We're pulling watch, off watch it. We're, we're Yes, definitely yes. watch it. And now we're pulling off the spoily doily. Sexy thumb configuration. The, the sensual thumb circle opens up the spoiler configuration. Uh the movie opens up with like very long opening shots and the the, the <laughs> two long, guys boring oh no, I'm just kidding. Dude Long, boring Long, shots. Boring shot. And both of them staring at the screen in his black and white. I didn't watch any trailers. I didn't read anything about this movie. I didn't know what was going on. It was like, oh, God, what have I done? <laughs> go, they're just staring blind. at the camera and go not blind. watching anything, not saying anything. I, by the way, had no fucking earthly idea who these people were. When the it, actors oh, or like when you the characters? Them? Because it's a, it's a well-known thing, the actors. Uh... It's a well-known thing that I basically have face blindness. <laughs> so as soon as somebody has a beard or a mustache or G-G. anything, yeah. they disappear completely from my from my vision. <laughs> so, so, I, so I had to pause it, and it was on Amazon. They have the x-ray feature where they show you fun facts and stuff. And they're like, oh, yeah, Green Goblin and Edward. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I super know who they are and can see them instantly now. So, Jorge, are you saying that the first couple shots wanted, you almost went to sleep? Sleep. <laughs> I'm, I was watching slime. this, like, I can, I can, I, 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 it would, I would pay such good money to hear what Jorge would have to say. It's like, man, these shots are putting me to sleep. <laughs> Those are references to Spider-Man starring Tobey Maguire, which you should watch. <laughs> That's an automatic. That's the easiest that's a, ghost, that's skull ghost skull alien. Oh hell yeah! It's S- spider goblin. Don't even spider again. <laughs> well, how's my old pal? Spider goblin, other spider emo. Uh, yes, but that that's like that is it yeah. does establish a lot, right? Like when they're it's very mood establishing when as they're well. staring at the at the screen, the camera, uh, the way that they look like it's a fucking painting and they're yeah. not saying shit. And then when somebody moves. Because they stood there for a little bit, and when the, when the first one moves, it's like eerie, you know. Like definitely, they're doing, they're setting it all up real good. It's pretty much you know, like, hey, these are your only companions for the next hour fifty minutes. Buckle up, Buttercup. Get used to it. <laughs> get used to these fucking faces, because that's all you're gonna be seeing for the next two oh, hours. Yeah. 
It's uh the some of the conver- some of the things that were going through my head when I was watching this. I was reminded of Dead Ringers a lot because this also heavily features like the concept of identity. Um, sure. It also goes into okay. Invasion of the Body Snatchers as well. Okay. Uh, they specific like there's some things I noticed like the, well first of all the the director and writer him and his brother like this was partly based on the Smalls Lighthouse tragedy, uh, in which two wikis that were both named Thomas. Uh, oh were known to quarrel like huh. they, people would see them fighting all the time and they were stuck in a storm one of them dies so the and the other one doesn't want to send him off to sea because he's worried that everybody will think that he murdered him so he has to keep his decaying body there and he oh. makes a makeshift coffin for him that he Jesus tries to put outside Christ. but then the storm like busts it open a little bit so that one of the arms is hanging down and then it's like moving like <gasps> in front of the window in a like a like a beckoning him towards OG the outside. OG haunted house A plus. It is some Edgar Allan Poe. I was fucking gonna say it, I was saying, it is it. Uh, it's loosely based off of an Edgar Allan Poe story because uh, uh, Robert Called Eggers Lighthouse. and his brother Max, uh, when they were writing this, they wanted to do a, I guess you could say like a non traditional ghost story in a okay. lighthouse. And another thing about Robert Eggers that you'll definitely notice this when you watch The Witch. I'm sorry, I'm not doing the V's. You say it's fine. You No, you say the normal, correct way to do it. I'll say the wrong he, way. But Robert Eggers does so much research into this. Mm. Like with yeah. The Witch, they speaketh the king's English <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> and hearing Ralph Innocent with that voice speak the king's English is just Mwah, chef's kiss. <laughs> but with the, with the Lighthouse... He and his brother looked through countless journals and stories and so much stuff. It's, again, the amount of work that these guys put into it, y- you gotta respect it because it's not just of course. Like, oh, we're just gonna do a ghost story in a lighthouse. Uh, okay, there's the light, there's the this. Uh, I don't know if the city's above the sky or below the sea, but who cares? Whatever, yeah, like... That's a yeah, this is, reference. This is... Um... Uh... There was yeah they they went to the point of like they were reading some Herman Melville but there's like one particular author they found that had done like a bunch of interviews with sailors and farmers and around Maine and did like a lot of their stories from that so it was a lot of that and then literal like um, research papers that people had done on that author and like how accurate it was like that so when they were training the actors they were literally being like hey. That second sentence. Oh did, yeah, you yes. Do it like this percent faster or slower. You know, <laughs> it's fucking wild. I can't. I look. I've done very small, teensy tiny bits of acting, and I remember. Uh, technically, you were one of my directors, Jorge, for oh, yeah. Gast, our wonderful uh, horror trailer thing. Um, you would never give me a note like that. But I don't no, think I, no. I don't think I could ever process a note like that. I would simply hear that and go, "I can't do." I what? now don't know how fast I said it the first time, and will never be able to replicate yeah, it at what a. What percent did I say? <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, like what? <laughs> they, these people are the. They make acting look hard. <laughs> they. I know acting is quite difficult. I, I mean, I'm joking. Looking into this, uh, it wasn't a very long shoot. It was like it was done in a, a little like over a month. A month. Or something. Thirty. Yeah, yeah. and again, exactly. it's it was from a uh, who. Honestly, A24 is like one of the best studios. Like for for everyone who whines, oh, there's nothing original out there anymore. Go go check out A24 because I haven't seen a single movie by them that's been bad. Like yeah, one of my favorite movies from 2019, Uncut Gems, the the two hour fifteen minute long anxiety (laughs) attack. Like 
just anything A24, check them out because they, they're the ones who put the heart and money into independence and original stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, what got me about the, I, so again, I kept having to pause it for various reasons and Amazon kept bringing me these fun facts. So that extra feature is pretty fucking good. I'm it is pretty cool. Uh, they swallow IMDb to do it, so. <laughs> well, they, uh, they had. <laughs> Somebody has him. Let's talk about Robert Pattinson, uh, and the way that he was trying to get himself hyped up for the role was just doing banana shit to make himself feel fucking sick all the time. Oh. So he's constantly shoving his own fingers down his throat. Bobby P, no, don't. Um, do- no. <laughs> so that Willem Dafoe is like, this, is this guy literally going to fucking oh puke on me? I swear to God. Uh, there was. He was like they were. This know, is Willem Dafoe saying that. I was gonna yeah. say a lot of the places that they were shooting was on like on an actual island. Mm-hmm. I sure, don't know if it was an island, but like it was like outside. Exactly, like, like, no, like, a lot of location. Weather, yeah, a lot of, a lot of the weather was real. Uh, and there was a leak in one of the buildings they were in, and between takes, he was just fucking drinking that <gasps> leak water. That's you're gonna get a parasite or something. <laughs> you're gonna get a bacteria in your body. You didn't give a fuck, dude. Man, that's how so, he got so skinny. He, yeah. you know, like, look, they both do amazing. Robert, I, look, Robert, I, I 100% get that you needed to shake the image of fucking five years of your life with Twilight or whatever the fuck long it was. 100% get that. You don't have to drink fucking definitely infected bacteria-ridden water. Some, no, you really don't. You could just act. If you he, could simply, this I, turns into that as well. Good time, <laughs> but, I think most people said that was good him, time's like, gra- like, like, honestly tearing off, like, the first half of that Twilight yeah. cocoon and... The lighthouse, him just ripping it off, like ripping the I rest am, of that off. I, the sparkles are gone. I am here. I'm ready to do real stuff. Yeah. Yes, I did those movies. Yes, I made a buttload of money doing them. Did I enjoy it? No, but I'm here <laughs> to. Hate I, it. <laughs> I I am an actor. It's it's exactly. I, I'm not here to just be like, I love you so much. God, I just want this paycheck <laughs> to be free. <laughs> um, he he had also done before in the run up to like these he had he had done a Cronenberg movie he did a movie hey, called Cosmopolis hey. with oh, David Cronenberg that was like 2013 yeah no I'm just saying it's Cronenberg I'm not, I'm not he, look I'm not once Cronenberg abandons horror I abandon Cronenberg that, oh okay he will, he will never abandon horror I'm sure they're wonderful <laughs> I'm sure they're perfectly fine um yeah, so I, I didn't actually watch anything else that Robert Pattinson was Okay. In, so this was, this was just like, he, he actually is in this because he had turned down another role to be like a Victorian socialite because he didn't think it would challenge his acting ability. Good for so him. He's like Good. going full, full actor. He, like like it's his fucking job, which it, it is. It is. Yes. He's a <laughs> professional very, very much is. It's the whole thing. <laughs> so uh, can you, uh, Danny, you're yes. probably the one to do it. Can you do their accents at all? For anybody who is Why skipping the movie and just w- listening to the episode, because you have already, you already explained. I know, but whatever. It's, that's what it's, I'm saying. Some people might not what? watch maybe, the movie. Maybe they're here. Oh, sure, sure, they're sure. Here for the show. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. I'm, tr- I'm trying. I'm trying to be like. So what does a timberman want to do oh. being a wiki? <laughs> Why you spill your beans? That's, that's the one. The, that's it. That's it. The, God, that that that, the, that sound bite's gonna follow me for the rest of my life. <laughs> Hey, Diddy! Why did you spill your beans? The one time I can do the Robert Pattinson accent, which I'm assuming is very Northeastern. Uh, it's a heavy, I, it's a specific Maine dialect, yes, is my like, understanding. It, it, yeah. leans, it does lean towards uh, Bostonian at a few mm, points. At times, um, yeah. 
it's during probably my favorite scene in the movie, which it's it's that it's when they both just butt heads so sitting down like what? what? Yeah. What? 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 That's what I mean. <laughs> um, that shit was so fucking good. <laughs> it's honestly at at that scene. It's, it's like halfway through the movie. Um, again, we'll bounce back to go through more plot points, but at this point. They miss their ship to get them off the island. Another one's not going to come for weeks. They're on, they're on very limited rations of food. There's hardly any fresh water. There's copious amounts of clear booze, so it could be vodka, it's, gin, it's rum, a gin. tequila. It could be anything. Wikipedia said it's gin, and <laughs> which sucks for me. Wikipedia, and, shut up. And, and at this point in the, the movie, Willem Dafoe, and it's something I really want to get into later on because there's so many different ways to interpret it, and I. I finally have people to talk about my interpretation with. <laughs> um, but it's like, that's the trouble with you. That's the trouble with ye. No, no, I want a steak. I want a goddamn steak. If I had a steak, a raw, a bloody steak, I'd, oh, I'd do such stuff to it. You don't like me cooking? Oh, don't be such an old bitch. I love what he I seen it. You're fond of me, lobster. And <laughs> that, that, that whole... <laughs> that whole sequence and this performance for Willem Dafoe, to quote Brad from earlier, "Hey, Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, <laughs> give him a goddamn Oscar." That's a good. He was snubbed yeah. this year. Incredible. I I think one of his best performances was in Platoon, back sure. over thirty about thirty one years ago. Thirty something. Great man. great movie. And that sequence is when Robert Pattinson 40. to me broke free of the twilight stuff like this guy is an actor he he is crushing it and like i can imagine like after that scene just <laughs> during that sequence where willem dafoe gives what i guess could be like a sailor's damnation talking about how oh yeah it's like a curse p- triton will come down and fill your gullet with black sea and white foam till you're black and blue and nothing can fill you anymore then he throws his triton into your gullet bursting ye until there's nothing more you're swallowed by the ocean deep all right have it your way i like the cooking <laughs> and i'm just like so, I just want to be. I just can't wait to hear the end cut, dude. That was awesome. You <laughs> like just fucking high five. Yeah, every, everybody <laughs> like dapping up, <laughs> high five, and like dancing. Just like this was the hypest shit. Robert Pattinson not talking to anyone and going. Oh, saying, he also used to. He would violently punch himself in the face repeatedly. That's so uh, you, dude. Like he also to prep it. for like the scenes later on the movie. He said like I would get so drunk, like I was blacked out for many scenes. It's like, dude, we appreciate you going all out. You don't have to go full Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a... It must be his fucking hero. Well, there's a whole discussion. I mean, there it's was a whole... Day-Lewis. I mean, come on. <laughs> was, yeah. yeah. There was a whole thing of, apparently they rehearsed before in Nova Scotia at a hotel. Yeah. Robert Eggers was like, I want to rehearse. And William Defoe was like, fuck it. Or William Defoe was like, mm-hmm, I eat that fucking shit up. I love rehearsing. I fucking love getting everything down yeah. beforehand. And apparently Pattinson was just not happy about it. He likes to do stuff in camera, which... Again, those are two perfectly valid methods yes. of yes. acting, and like you'd what rather you be do. in the moment. I'll rehearse. He's like, I'll rehearse. You're getting Edward. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I'll rehearse, but I'm not gonna try. Like, I'm not gonna do anything. <laughs> I don't like your lobster. <laughs> but you, you do kind of. I think you can kind of see like streaks of those through this, mostly in like the characterizations 
like the two characters that they are playing, that kind of ends up fitting mm. because um, Ephraim Winslow is more erratic and is more the person yeah. we're watching kind of like move back and forth and shift like emotions pretty quickly. Whereas Thomas Wake, Willem Dafoe, is this we like we see multiple things of him or like multiple statuses of him, but they are all consistent in them. So yeah. it's like a weird preparedness or like. We're definitely surety with his character versus how erratic yes. so, yeah, uh, let, Ephraim is. But we're definitely seeing it through Ephraim Winslow's For eyes. For sure. Uh, but let, let's. I'm going to do some quick context so people know no, what we're talking about and not. have not watched the movie. Please don't do uh, that. Please do, because we've been bouncing around like a ping pong we ball. Do. <laughs> yes. Ephraim Winslow comes to the lighthouse. Ephraim Winslow. For like, well, a, for like a month to be like an assistant wiki to uh, Thomas Wake. Yes. Uh, the the movie's a lot of like not talking, seeing him do work. Montage. And, visual yeah, like, story. Lots of visual storytelling. Yes. Like they, it's usually like at night when they're having dinner together and uh, Wake is like getting him to start becoming a drinker uh, when they're, when they're actually talking. But they like the night, bef- like the, the night before that they're supposed to leave, the, the point is that they get caught in a storm. They're there for longer than they're supposed to be able to because I want to get into details with how that happens. I was going to say, yes. there's a reason uh, why a storm comes. Yes. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna, we'll dig into that, but real fast. they uh, It is like you just watch them both descend into madness, and it is all through it's Winslow's glorious. eyes. So it uh, you're very unsure of what's happening. It's like very... Uh, homoerotic as well, dude. Um, and there's like yeah. hallucinations and mermaids and tentacles and shit happening. Oh, we'll get into that. Uh, and they they become very very alcoholic, and it all just spirals the fuck out. So that hopefully gives you some context when we're talking about different scenes when they're just screaming it, at each other, drunk. It's a very simple. It's a it's a store. It's a film where the story isn't all that captivating. The way it's presented is what's so great about it. For sure. And they don't care Very about much they, they clearly do not really care about the story. It's not that they don't care about the story, it's the fact that their full focus is on the characters and yeah, by the story time, isn't paramount, yeah. Yeah, what what crushes me is by the time the storm is over, Winslow no longer gives a shit. He's like completely <laughs> lost his mind and he's just like there's no storm anymore and he's still running around doing all the stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean I, honestly, if twenty twenty showed us anything and I I, th- I think it's from like Nazi the Republic, but uh, isolation does terrible things to the mind. Yeah, um, like I, I know people. Good, some people say shout like, out to oh, Kotor, was by bad, the way. This, that's this is this is being stuck somewhere early 1900s. You know, you don't have your Xbox, your Netflix, you know, Zoom, uh, certain hubs, anything like that. So it's, you <laughs> hey, you really don't look, have a listen. whole lot to kill the time. It's, that's. Robert Pattinson develops his own hub in this movie. The, it's, so. it's, it's, it's more of a more of a figurine, but we'll do that. <laughs> Scrimshaw. Scrimshaw's what they call that it. That Scrimshaw figurine? Uh, yes. fucking, and I broke it and I'm free! Pete, fucking, look, this film is set in like 1890 or something. Yes. Fucking, you, you stupid Americans were talk so stupid and dumb. I hate all your stuff. Just everybody, okay? I'm just going to throw everyone in. This is the, like I watch this movie and I go, you know what? I get why people think Shakespeare was Middle English or some other English. And I'm like, no, it's the same fucking English, but it's just weird, and the vocab is strange, and it's not what we normally say. So that I one, get that it. one's just like there's just a lot of slang. Exactly, that's the whole thing. Like it's a lot of it's a lot of the accent work, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of like 
slang and terminology. Yeah. Um, as so when the, as like that everything's like rising up. We start with some like lighter stuff. Like he has like a very cool. Mer- uh, sorry, Winslow has a very cool nightmare mermaid scene. We see mermaid and. I don't, I don't know if I've ever actually talked about this before, but I find mermaids incredibly scary. And I really I want them to be in way more horror films. So so we're talking like the old school like the old sirens, you know, them waving their waving their scarves towards the sailors, like, oh okay, give me your face. So they dash upon the rocks and they can yeah, like Or um, they like lure you towards the water and yank you under. I think it's they did that in the, the fourth Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't, I don't care about that as Shouts much. Shouts out to Pirates. They definitely do it I, in I'm one of those late it, Pirates. It yeah, yeah. That's that's not what it is. For me, it is specifically in this type of scenario where it's like maybe there's a mermaid. Maybe somebody is just hallucinating it because it is just like a weird deep sea creature, you know, that is like happy. Like just seeing it is like very indicative of something yeah. that's gone very, very wrong, you know? As an omen of bad tidings sort of thing. There's like a, this isn't a good headspace that anybody's in right there's now. There's a yes. movie that I never watched but seemed cool. There's like a series of films called the guinea pig experiments which are like i'm oh, already get back and away from that one <laughs> horrible horrible just like gore films like i'm not nope. recommending that you nope. watch them but i know one of them heavily features like somebody who finds a mermaid in a sewer and then like tries to keep it in his bathtub and then I, that always sounded very cool to me but i was always nervous to go watch them because it is i know they're known for being gore films yeah splash the r-rated cut <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm sorry, so, you set me up for that one, dude. That's you fine. We also a good movie. No, that was just. <laughs> now I have the. How dare you speak ill of early Tom Hanks? I love Daryl Hannah and I love Tom Hanks. I have no qualms with Splash itself. I have qualms with its R-rated cut that's filled with gore. Apparently, I don't know anything about this movie. That is okay. You watch Splash. Don't tell me. Uh, the other thing we're setting up is that. Winslow keeps having these standoffs with like a one-eyed seagull and that yes. Thomas Wake is like, hey, don't fucking hurt that seagull. And don't he like, oh. kill the bird. Early don't. on, he like screams at him about it too because he's like, those are like the souls, souls of and, dead sailors yeah. or the souls of sailors who'd met their maker. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, oh, it's an old wives tale. And he just back of the head smash. Oh like, yeah. That's when he- Look, I don't care if that thing attacks you. Don't you don't kill the bird. It, Bad it's a luck to kill eagle. a seabird. The one-eyed yeah. eagle, just like, and again, I can't wait till we were done so I can go into my interpretation of it. But pretty much going forward a bit, Rob, uh, Winslow's doing his stuff. One-eyed seagull comes along, pecks at him, and he grabs that thing by the neck. And pretty much the best way I can describe it, he turns that thing into a Jackson Pollock paintbrush. Oh, just some, like. Again, don't like how descriptive that was too good. That was too correct. I thought about that on a walk today. I'm like, that's going to be good, but pretty messed (laughs) up. (laughs) It is some of the most intense animal violence that I have seen. Like he keeps whipping that fucking. It's pretty fucking bad. Like I'm just like after the first like three or so, I'm like, okay, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. You got dude. Dude, stop. You got Mm -hmm. it. There is nothing left to smash against that rock. You got it. The camera literally cuts away and comes back to him still smashing it. Yeah. Or that was just me looking away. There, I don't know. No, it's, I think it, it had it, to have been that a cut shot lingers. It just yeah. like flies towards him, grabs like like Seagull's facing the camera, flies fight, at yeah. him, cuts to him holding onto it, cut to him literally sp- like spiking it like a football over and over. Yeah. And over. It's yeah. there's a lot of fucking rage and anger being mm-hmm. let out. 
in that fucking scene, and it is it is uncomfortable to watch, even if you don't like animal violence aside. If you're like okay, if you're like cool, I, I know it's a movie. It's still like gee, oh my I, god. So like, I don't mind animal violence yeah. at all, and I was, fucking, I still just like that's enough. Whew, you can stop. yeah yeah. It's uh, it is and, an indicative character trait of him yeah, though of no, going too far. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you just you lose it. That, and again, with when the bird is splattered, yeah, like it, the it cuts. It pretty much focuses on Winslow at I think like the privy or like the water reserve, something like that. And it pans up to the lighthouse, Winslow in one way, and then it just flips to like because yeah. the wind's coming yeah. from the north, and then it whips and it's coming from the south, and yeah, guy, it, it then everything just starts fallen to hell he starts seeing the mermaid more we see more of the mermaid in her full form yeah. which it's gonna be straight up front it is a traditional mermaid you know sorry no aerials seashell bra she's all out she's a lady you of know top breast of. gills mm. and breast gills. Mer- <laughs> Mermaid virgin, mermaid vagina. It is based off of uh, shark, shark genitals. <laughs> yeah, shark labia is what they primarily yeah. because based it off Robert of. Eggers like we had nothing to work with, so That's, we went with. Like <laughs> we had nothing to work with. <laughs> what reference point do you go from? <laughs> but yeah, um, I do want to say I loved. So most of this is filmed pretty. Um, a, a lot of this gives the effect of an old school silent film. Like, you know, from pretty much from the era. I mean, technically from like early mm-hmm. 1900s instead of the yes. 1890s, but fucking whatever. Um, the mermaid actually has a lot of, a lot of her close-ups look like, I don't know why, but they look even more like they're from a fucking silent film that someone found in a fucking old film studio. Right. Um, she doesn't talk. Tr- also true. Um, old school but the, screeches. The mm-hmm. one I loved was the uh, was the pan you were talking about uh, the the move you were talking about Danny where it goes from him and it moves over across the thing and it goes all the way up the lighthouse to the weather vane change and I'm like that felt like right out of something from like 19 fucking 26 or something and they're like we have a cool miniature lighthouse and we're gonna move you our hear, camera and you I'm hear like, the low notes of the piano just dun, yeah dun, 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 shit's exactly gonna happen <laughs> yeah the music's also very good throughout this the score so and, and like good. Like, the, the foghorn is the an instrument in itself. Foghorn, yeah. Fog. That but, uh, foghorn. The lighthouse... Sorry, Jorge, go ahead. I'm sorry. The the lighthouse was actually intended to be very specifically phallic, and they um there was a shot... Yeah, that, we... Not surprising. But there was a shot that their financiers had them... Like, I don't know. I don't think they shot it, but it's one that they wanted that they had them remove, uh, <laughs> where it was going to be, like, like very much... Like making it look mo- even more like a penis, like thrusting, and then like cut directly over to Robert Pattinson's actual erect penis, like I'm, in the place where I'm it is. annoyed. That so this because is- of fucking money pushers, we didn't get to see Robert Pattinson's penis. I just wanted well, everybody to know. Well, that. Hold, hold, hold on, let me let me do some research. Real, I'm, I'm not down you, Jorge. I'm just saying. I fucking uh, love. Well, it also had an 11 million dollar budget, and maybe he had a things like, hey. You want to see my wiggly bits? I need some extra cash. And they didn't <laughs> you, have Robert it. Robert giving some alcohol poisoning before. You think he gives a fuck about money for that? I, I don't know. Some people charge like His agent might have been like, if you want to see the goods. Boob. I don't know. I It might have been like an agent or something coming in. Like, you can't just show your cock and balls he might, to, might to have, people. And he's he like, I'm going to show my cock and balls. Because he might have charged a lot. He might have been like, true. I am a quality product. Yeah. 
you're gonna get some real Meanwhile, shit. Meanwhile, but I don't. Defoe would have needed his. I was gonna say, cock back does, doesn't from, like isn't Defoe well known for you know? He was in doing um, pretty well. He had a he. That's the whole the rumor. I don't know if it's a rumor or if it's actual fucking story. But in one of his Lars von Trier, I believe it was Antichrist. Oh god, uh, working on a Lars von Trier movie. His fucking. <laughs> His schlongen was too longin, and they were like, "We need to bring in a stunt cock to fucking." Schlongen was too long. That looks fucking normal instead of this fucking absolute oh fucking tree trunk. Um, so it, congratulations! I just want to congratulations to Willem Dafoe, just dude, in general. Well, thank you, thank you. I think there's a reason so why much. he put that Green Goblin costume on. It's like I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care what I wear. What I'm packing? I'm packing more heat than my glider. <laughs> Don't, don't, damn it. I dare you. Um, you oh, love it. Okay, so I just want to briefly shout out, because we were talking about the music. One, I absolutely adore that, like, the Foghorn, like you said, is literally both a piece of the music and a piece of the movie. Like, it's an incredible blend of diegetic and non-diegetic sound together, mm-hmm. like what's in the movie versus what's what we're just supposed to hear on its own. Um, it could be like so I a to transition shout out, between, yeah. like, certain, like, Oh, this it, like, scene bleeds when you hear together. The foghorn, we're going into a new scene. Like certain things bleed to get like the the pace of like the rotating lighthouse thing will be like the beat for the music that's going. Mm-hmm. Like very mm. small, very good like interwoven things. That was Mark Corvin who did the music for this. Um, Props he, to you, dude. He is best known for his work on the sci-fi horror cult film Cube. Cube, which I fucking Cube is wild. Isn't that but like it's the something else. I, that sounds. <laughs> Sounds like something Star Wars The Clone Wars did where it's like, oh, hey, you're in this prison and you're in a bunch of cubes and it's a bunch of death traps and this and it, that. They might have done that. Uh, cube came out in 97. So oh, then, they might then have Clone just Wars fucking... May, then Filoni must have been like, hey, guys, I, love cube. I want to do a prison episode and it's going to be hype as hell. Okay, cube, but you have though. to remember this is a kid's show. I, I do want to say, so he worked on Robert Eggers' stuff, right? So he worked mm-hmm. on uh, he worked on The Witch. He worked on The Lighthouse. Um, his next thing for music that he's going to be doing is Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City, oh. which looks, by the way, just look that trailer up. It looks like complete dog shit. I'm, I'm sure the is music's going to be really Resident good. Is that the live Resident Evil 2 thing they're trying to do? <laughs> it, there's, it looks like a fan film. Like there are, I know that there are actual people who like make money as yeah. actors in it. it. It looks like a fan film. It looks fucking complete dog shit. I'm so sorry. Um, anyway. Just, I, absolutely. Oh, um, d- didn't Resident Evil do like, an anim- like a computer generated anime thing? Like... A few they months did. ago on Netflix, it's... I think so, and I'm sure it did fine. I, I, don't I think, think they're like, just trying to keep people better. interested until they remake Resident Evil Four. That I think that's really mm. it. To be Which honest. I I will drop top down. I'll buy price for. The, yeah, the, that's, that's coming. That's four. coming out in VR. Don't 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 tease me, bro. <laughs> don't 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 do this. I'm so, scared. <laughs> I'm so scared. Oh no, Lady Demetrius, you coming after me? I guess I'll oh, run away. Oh no, I sure hope <laughs> nine foot tall vampire doesn't come over here. Okay, okay, step on. Yeah, on. Yeah, move on, ah, move on, ah, move on. Distract. Ah. Ah. Anyway, I blacked out for a little bit. The there. lighthouse. <laughs> that hat. After the seagull violence, yeah. He uh, the winds change, and mm-hmm. that night, he like it's the, it's his last night there at the lighthouse and so the next morning the boat's supposed to come and take him away um they so they decide to get very drunk they take many shots back to back and they get completely hammered super fun and you're like yay everything's fine he's gonna leave tomorrow and we're gonna get out of this movie uh and (laughs) the uh, movie will be over (laughs) wakes up super hungover the boats did not there's a horrible shot of them just like 
standing there waiting for the boat, not saying anything. And you're like, that fucking boat is not good. Yeah. This is just your mom forgets like you when... soccer practice. <laughs> 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 this is just like Resident Evil when Nemesis shoots the helicopter with Stop the rocket launcher talking. so you don't get to leave. Um, Screw it. Resident Evil podcast from now on. <laughs> we'll do the Resident Evil movies at some point if they're streaming. We'll fucking oh. do them. We'll hurt. We'll hurt. Yes. We're ready I'm, to get hurt again. I'll, I'll be down for one. I'll be Please down for do. extinction. I, I, Please there's do. There's enough. We have we have Resident Evils for everyone. Uh, but <laughs> you get a bad one, and you get a bad one, and you get a bad one. You're getting the worst. <laughs> they're they're standing there, and I think all that happens is one of them says they didn't come, and it's so brutal. yeah, something like that. I think it. I think it was. Uh, or it's in the next shot. Wake. That's Willem Dafoe's character. Yeah, I, I, I just see yeah. Willem Dafoe. You can just call him Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. It's perfectly yeah, that, fine. Yeah. Um, but there's like, so he, this is the. It's been shown that Robert Pattinson does not really like want to drink, and he slowly like starts only doing the toasts with uh, Willem Dafoe. And by this is the first night he gets fully drunk, and so he's now just like drinking after this happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where he goes to Willem Dafoe, and he's like. It's okay. I can take the dory out. Like we maybe just like slept through it. It's fine. And he's like, "You've been saying this for weeks, and it's not happening." And I'm like, "Oh, oh God! This, oh, this this escalated so fast, like all like so quickly." What What I enjoy about it is it's this movie does have a clever use of montage, where montage is supposed to describe a series of events over time. And the way it's done does make it seem like the day has happened. Yeah. Like, it makes you feel like you're just in the course, like, one day going through it fast. Yep. But it can have the same implicit effect of over a period of time, as in weeks of time. And it's just been doing this over and over again. Mm -hmm. And we're not realizing that because we're with Winslow's perspective. Yeah. So it gives you that, like, implicitly without explicitly saying that it's actually been that many times. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that he sees uh, Willem Dafoe doing that later Willem Dafoe is like, you did that. You did that. Yeah. And we're like, we're with him. So we're like, oh, God, well, I don't know what's <laughs> happening anymore. They uh, they they start being very drunk all the time, mostly Winslow, uh, Robert Pattinson. They go to get more rations because like theirs are getting wet from the storm. And it's just a crate full of more booze. And you're like, oh, this is going to get more so much God, worse before it gets better. Vodka. Yeah, like... <laughs> Again... In, in this montage, like what I said before, there is a shot of two of them. For those of you who have been who have done stuff in college, you think you partied hard? No. There's a shot. No. Bottles upside yeah. down. Literally the meme when you wake up at 3 a.m. and realize you need water. That Ugh. kind of thirst. It's just, just like it's it coming down the sides booze. of their face. I... This like, is always like where I think I like alcohol, and then I see movies or hear stories of people being like this, and I'm just don't like, watch oh Leaving Las Vegas. I could never. I could never, I could never do oh, that's it. That's a fucking. I'd get too hungover. I would die. My hangover would literally kill me the next day. There's no chance. <laughs> the cold zone will not help you, Mister Freeze. <laughs> I always, every time you say about dying from a hangover, I just think of Archer of now until the hour of my death, which I hope is soon. <laughs> Bloody Mary, full Bloody, of yeah, Bloody Mary, full of <laughs> So there's there's something we've been largely leaving out of our discussion. This is also like when a lot of the the shouting fights that we mentioned earlier start happening. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when we, he finds the scrimshaw figurine of the mermaid in his bed at the beginning of Inside the movie, of the bed, yeah. yeah, which is weird. It also has like it, it hair was rolled in up too. too. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's strange. That that I don't have a full explanation for, but he's th- like, well, we have like, talked. Hey, bro, is, you're gonna need this. There is a lot of homoeroticism throughout the film, oh, like, yeah. directly from the characters. I, I mean, it's also just there is a lot of like masturbation implication and direct showing of masturbation. Like, yeah. Oh, so there's a lot more than implications. Yeah. Well, I'm saying so. He's <laughs> he is directly masturbating to the scrimshot figurine, uh, but I'm thinking about the scene when he goes up to the top of the lighthouse and so he's not allowed to go see the light which is like through a grate above him and up mm-hmm. there is Willem Dafoe and he's seen a hallucination yeah completely naked and he's seen a hallucination probably maybe of maybe. him turning into like tentacles and like some sort of thing and it's like it's making the gross transformation noises and like goop comes down and lands on him it's what yeah it also looks like he's furiously masturbating and that he comes all over Robert Pattinson that, that I was it <sighs> Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's again. That is a thousand percent well, on purpose. No, what I was gonna say no, was, no, it, I, yeah, yeah, it's no, a great it's on purpose transition it's just, is it, of it. Is it yeah. transition goop or the the result of self help? It well, is th- no. What I like no. What I like about it is the first part. So it's I remember reading the fucking captions as well, and it, those are very no. telling because it was like noises, squelching but it also said sounds. moaning. There was squelching sounds. There was moan. There was multiple like things He's about clearly it. Clearly moaning. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. Um, but like the whole part of it is like the first. Like a drop happens, yeah, and Robert like Pattinson like backs away, cum, yeah. and I'm like, oh, that's definitely jism, cum, whatever yeah. the fuck. And then it's, like a bunch, like too much too for much. a penis. Yeah, I was say, Unless you got a hog, like you know what? Maybe they were just using Willem's fucking shoot penis. I, so or maybe, maybe you've been absolute... stacking up for a while. Who knows? <laughs> he was stuck. I also don't know that amount of cum has is nothing to do with nothing. To, to penis I'm size. sure it's I. Look, I. I Doubt I, it. I, I cannot speak for that. It just the again. There was too much goop. To there was too much goop. It was too much goop. It was simply. Too but much. the thing is, he's also hallucinating no, no, some was, stuff. Like, so it is like, did he hallucinate more, more goop? <laughs> oh, I mean, who knows, dude? This whether he's hallucinating or not, crazy. It. Yeah. Ju- I'm just saying that it's a nice like movement from. This very clearly jism, and then some maybe something else, or like he's driven back to that madness sort of thing. I I like it. It took me. And a then little... a tentacle goes right by the grate, so I don't yeah. fucking know what to tell you at this point. It took me a little while to understand <laughs> that they were very much on purpose doing this because when it first started happening, I'm like, I must, my mind must be pushing it this way. I must be being like, I, I dude, a dirty I little the same way person. in in 2020. I'm like, am I okay? Yeah. yeah. Like, and has this movie gotten to me? Because I watched The Witch and this like back to back within like a week. Sure. So, yeah. And I'm like, is my mind just really that messed up? Robert Eggers is, is fucking. Are they freak. just like, hey, you know how there was some goop in that shot? Two, three times as much. Yeah. I'm gonna need more goop. <laughs> I just we don't usually just from the. I just imagine him holding the fucking megaphone while they're doing the shot. He's like, okay, more. great, great reaction, Rob. Great reaction, Rob. More. Can we get like. 20 times more goop in the next one, please. <laughs> Thank you. Something in, we talked about in Train to Busan where uh, the way that they cried in that movie is not like cool American film crying. It is like actual fucking bawling. Agony. This is the same kind of thing where it's like, let's show people at their fucking worst, like really like completely having a mental breakdown, being all over the place. But it's like, let's really show it. Yeah. Like, and the isolation and them like constantly jerking off and things like that. And like, Whenever they're fighting, you're like, are they about to fuck? Do I, I want think, them to? Do I, they I want to? I think Robert Eggers said something about it at some point. 
Uh, he said, like, am I saying, am I saying these characters are gay? No, but I'm not, but I'm not saying they're not either. And pretty much like, you know, for, forget about, you know, will they, won't they, you know, do the deed. It's, yeah. it's more focused on like, he, he pretty much wanted to be like, I want there to be more questions than answers in this movie. And trust me, there are a billion questions. There's that a bunch of First thing is like, what the hell did I just watch? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. In a I good way. In a good way. Yeah, no, of course, of course, but I agree with you. <laughs> just, huh? <laughs> I personally don't think that they would like identify as gay ever. No. I feel like we gotta respect the spectrum, and, you know, and I feel like they're the kind of people that, that are period, like when, when the going gets tough, the boys get going, you know. Like it I feel like it is the isolation they would be willing to do it, but because of I, their Yes, I, their I would say society. I, there were a lot of comings and goings, if you yes. will. <laughs> Phrasing. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but should have said going. Yeah, and coming. forward a little bit more in the plot again. Yep. Again, the plot's not too complicated, but they're going nuts. And at one point, they're like, "Hey, we need to get the hell out of here." But Willem Dafoe says, "You know, look, the storm may be done on the mainland, but out here, it lasts for days, if not weeks." Yeah. So, right. like, we're gonna be here for a while. And at one point, it's like, "Hey, we're out of booze." Like, forget food, forget water, forget, you know, cleanliness items. Anything like this. Like, else, yeah. We need booze. So, Robert Pattinson, in all of his genius, I guess you could say, I believe it's he takes turpentine and honey yep. and mixes them together. And, Brian, what was the, what's the drink it's called? Monkey Pump. Mon- monkey Pump? Monkey And they go, bull, like... They weren't I've before. Had, I've had moon. I've had corn whiskey a few sure. times in my life, and it's it's put quite a few hairs on my chest. I'm like, that thing will turn me into a gorilla I if I fucking drink that. die. <laughs> explode I, into flames. Yeah, the, like <laughs> the, it's like an overhead shot looking down. Like they yell "monkey pump" at each other, and then it's the overhead shot as they're like beating their chests. And it's just, I will never forget that shot. No, I was like, oh it's, my god, this this is going like, so off the rails. That is them at the bottom like that is them just like yes we got nothing this else is, to lose let's go nuts this is literally like after robert pattinson tries to leave in the dory which is like a little boat i guess mm-mm, and mm-mm, uh mm-mm. will no 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 the the dory smashing doesn't happen until like i want to say no it, it happens, happens after r- this it oh. happens after that yes because well, that leads into the whole Because that's when thing. it's like, well, you did this. Well, no, you said that. And again, so many, like, there's that's like the final confrontation. Rega- contradicting each other. But yeah. Regardless, oh. he tries to take the, the, the boat out, and the uh, and Willem Dafoe comes and, like, smashes the boat. You're going to leave. Don't leave me. And he Don't fucking leave, yeah. swinging, yeah. And they run back inside. Uh, there is, like, a different scene uh, where the room, it's like they wake up, the room is flooded, he goes and he's trying to pee in a pot that's like floating in the water because oh, the whole home is flooded and then he immediately like throws up and I'm like that's what being that drunk is like that's what I know about getting too drunk also Jorge, Jorge was correct, the smashing of the dory was before the Whoa! I want to be very clear with Whoa. both of you that I won thousand percent knew i was correct i have the notes that i took while I, watching the movie oh because he puts I, oh, the axe in the, the table and it stopped yeah. I, yep you're right you're right you're okay right. i'm sorry my apologies my apologies so where is my award for yes and in my way no matter I'll what i'll buy you a beer I'll when i get fund back manager. to the states <laughs> you go ahead your bets somewhere else how about that i'll buy you Some a beer <laughs> anyways yeah, i would buy. love a beer okay. the <laughs> i would accept <laughs> After like the room is flooded and everything, they go into another big argument, and this is where 
uh, Willem Def- he finds Willem Dafoe's like logbook where he's gonna recommend that he's like fired without pay. Yes. Uh, and he starts like Willem Dafoe starts bodying him in the comments section, just like yeah. fucking loser who sucks Stop! and is bad. He's like. already dead. It's so many pages of it, and Willem Dafoe like challenges, he like like calls him like some sort of names and saying like he challenges him to try to kill him. Basically, you Ahab wanna be son of a bitch? <laughs> so, some along those lines. Oh, so there's the whole they're going back. There's the whole patents. Yeah. There's two fucking things here that are incredible. There's oh yes, the yes, Pattinson yes. one. Where he is just absolutely fucking tired of Willem Dafoe's shit. Yeah. Literal and, and otherwise. The fucking... Him going, and you fought. You, you goddamn fought. fought. I, I counted. He farted like four... Only four or five times on There's screen. Just, I he's just not love. ripping ass as he's walking past him. <laughs> <laughs> he starts just like, Winslow, do your duty. <laughs> The one in the bed, the one in bed is the great one. He's gonna fucking kill him slash try to take the keys, and he's like, "Ah, get back to work." And he's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Talk about like, oh, do some is... crop dusting, boy. I have. Talk this about is... gaslighting. <laughs> oh god damn it! I put him. Yeah. I'm gonna fucking leave yeah. and quit the AE show. I'm not <laughs> buying you a beer. That's fair, and that's for true, and I get that, and that's fine. And I to. No, to no, me, I'll buy you guys around when I get back. Stop, please. This is like true black comedy, though. Yes. Right? Like, oh, absolutely. Very, it There's is purposefully funny things in here. Yeah, it is mm-hmm. both like trying to be funny and also it's just like it is how people actually talk. It's not always. They don't always say the right killer dramatic line. Even Correct. though these people are ripping off fucking sweet lines back and forth. But like saying <laughs> like shit like talking about farts, you know, is yeah. like, come on. Absolutely. Um, so, I do, I do, in, other, in terms of one of the other fucking moments that stuck with me was Robert Pattinson taking the piss and shit balls out to the fucking uh, <coughs> thing and just Take throwing the, them, the, and then the wind completely the brings it back to his face. And you have, and you just, have one of those, <laughs> you have r slash perfectly cut screams on a fucking artsy <laughs> film. <laughs> and then like cut back to his face. charcoal. I hate my life. I want to get out of here. Of course, he walks in. You've been gone too long. You smell like shit. You smell like shit. <laughs> get back to work. I'm like, I don't want to. Oh my god, that was I'm like, gonna I shave your beard in your sleep, you piece of garbage. Because <laughs> the whole time he's working him incredibly hard yeah. and yes. like insulting him. He like drops like he has him washing the outside of the lighthouse at one point, and the the rope snaps, and he straight up falls like a floor or two. It is Stop like he's having an I'm awful not shaking time. it, you dick. That was great. Where he's stand still. I am with him, fucking moving, yeah. act like actively squirming around. Yeah. Uh, so th- when they this big last argument, he finally does start attacking him, and he's going in for the kill. Uh, and it's because, in part, Willem Dafoe had repeatedly called him a dog because that's how they talk back then. And that's how that's what Yo, she dog. That's what his old boss has also had also called him, and right. he fucking absolutely hated that. Yeah. So when when he finally like defeats him in combat, and Willem Dafoe is like, "You're killing Verbal me." Verbal combat. <laughs> uh, he's like standing over him, and this. he just starts so quietly saying "bark" over and over again. Until he's barking, and then he's, like, walking him around on a leash like a dog and bringing him to fucking go bury him alive. Like, so brutal. But before before we go forward a little bit more, I don't think we mentioned that Robert Pattinson isn't who he says he is. That's correct. Right. Big part of um, He, so, Ephraim Winslow is not who Robert Patton, Pattinson's character really is. Uh, 
Yeah, I think Ephraim Winslow, that's what I said. Uh, yeah. Yep. But yeah, he's actually Thomas... Something with an H. Uh, Howard? He's another, it's, I think it's Howard. I think it's Howard. Howard, yes. Yes, yeah. Thomas Howard. But and, it's revealed that they're the sa- they have the same first name. Yeah. Yes. Uh, oh, Thomas Howard. Great, because he's like... Uh, he's like, I'm Thomas. Like, no, I'm Thomas. Like, no, he goes, it's Tom. He goes, Tommy. Yeah? It's Tommy. Or it's Thomas. Yeah? No, I'm Thomas. No, I'm Thomas. <laughs> like, no, I'm on first. <laughs> yeah, like, it's very, like, but, almost who's on Ephra- first. But Ephraim Winslow was somebody, because before uh, Robert Pattinson became a wiki, he was a timberman. He was out in the forest of, I think, Canada, Canada cutting yeah. down everything. And there's a guy he yes. worked with uh, <laughs> whose name was Ephraim Winslow, who... Uh, he, he hated or I don't know if he hated just didn't really care for the guy and work accident happened and Robert Pattinson could have saved the dude but was just like ah and just <laughs> let the dude get crushed by you know 10 tons of timber mm-hmm. and thought oh crap if people are going to think I pushed this over and didn't help him I'm going to take his work stuff I'm going to take his wages and I'm getting the hell out of Dodge I'm going to start a new, new life New name for myself, new everything, and when he tells that story to Willem Dafoe, that's where we get the. Oh, I don't want you to hear you spilling your beans to me, boy. Yeah, like, and then just like, for like, a, so like seems like seems like two minutes. Why just spill your beans? Why just spill your beans? This is all like this is all coupled with very slow shots moving through the actual lighthouse proper. So clutch, yeah. yeah. The thing about these shots as well, and the aspect ratio and the framing and everything, it is designed to make you feel so claustrophobic. (laughs) Even though you're on an island, it's like, oh, you know, I can go get some fresh air. Not even when you're outside when it's nighttime. And Robert Pattinson's like, is that a mermaid? Should I? Should I not? It's just so tight. And because the black and white helped out with the color framing and everything, just... It made you feel like you cannot stick your head up to get any fresh air at all. Like, you are stuck there. You are claustrophobic. You are starting to freak the hell out. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the timber thing is also why he sees hallucinations of logs in the water during one of the Correct. scenes. Yes, yes. It just makes me think that he killed yeah. him, for sure. Like I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think, I, yeah. Fucking I think yeah. it's true Which that he is he... Thomas Howard and then he killed him. For oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. The other thing that I forgot to mention is during that last fight before he turns wake into a dog um he when he's when he's punching his lights out on the ground he hallucinates him as the mermaid goes in for a kiss but then we snap back to them still fighting and then wake turns into i think for a moment to Ephraim winslow like the real one and for yeah. a moment yes into like a horrible tentacled sea monster yes that again that is something i very Bad-ass. much want to go into which just makes me think they had sex um, well, it's my interpretation. <laughs> again, I'm gonna save. It, I'm gonna save it for the end because it might be a little bit long winded. But after that confrontation, uh, Robert Pattinson takes Willem Dafoe, chucks him in a hole, starts burying him alive, and Willem Dafoe's like, "Oh, if you do this, there'll be no redemption for you, no saving, no nothing." As dirt and mud is flying oh. through his mouth, and I'm just like, thinking, dude, props to you for doing that. I, I was be like, like, I couldn't, and do that. and then. <laughs> And there'll be no <laughs> yeah, like he's dead. <laughs> and and you'll be struck down. God damn it! Stop throwing him in my face! I was struck by the the texture in that in that. Show. Oh, yes. it was chunky. That's well, it's just like one where like I feel like I never get it when people do like 
paint like visual arts where they're using a lot more materials to get like very specific texture that's not something that has appealed to me as much like here i feel it i'm like this texture is so fucking rich and like so many you so many interesting now, visuals i feel it now mr Krabs, for sure <laughs> i hate both but, of them. but <laughs> both you're both fired um, <laughs> but after that robert pattinson's like or before he leaves he rummages through Willem defoe's pockets gets the keys stumbles back into the lighthouse and out of nowhere well the phone's like the light is mine chops him in the shoulder with an axe he's just like light i think dick grabs it throws him down and the best and one swing and it was pretty much the equivalent of like hey let's shove a bunch of firecrackers into a watermelon (laughs) just chunks flying and it's that's the only kill of the movie it's like of all these movies you talked about where there's the just of this bodies upon one. bodies upon bodies, <laughs> yeah. it's just, no, one person gets an axe to the face, and that's it. And then we get to just the ending, which is so awesome. He, this, this slow climb, the slow build in the music, the angelic, it's almost angelic when he goes through the grate, gets to the light, mm-hmm. the, I can't think of the actual term for it, but the, the little door for the light opens up. There's Robert Pattinson covered in muck and blood and done. And finally, after so long, five weeks, two days, who knows how long it's been. We need to recollect. Puts his hand in the light and is just awash in ecstasy and happiness and starts laughing. And during that, you hear this just blown out speaker distortion yeah. as he's just like, yes, ugh. Honestly, you could say it was like when they opened the Ark of the Covenant. It's like this is so great. Oh God! Oh no! Oh no! And just the the sounds that come out when he is screaming at the top of his lungs. I I've laid awake at night just hearing that white noise in my head. Just like, yeah. Oh God! And just he backs away, trembles, slips, falls, breaks his leg, tumbles down the entire staircase fades to white and you just hear just a flock of seagulls and the the camera pans out you just see these rocks and there's robert pattinson splayed on the stones naked eye hanging out of his head barely alive just coughing and gurgling and just giving slow like twitches of life as seagulls descend upon him and are picking at his innards Mm -hmm. some are covered in muck blood and bird shit and it just pans out more and more and more and just the only sound are the waves the gurgles the bird cause cut to black sea shanties yeah like the, and holy the shit this movie is amazing is so such like, a nice great four minute ending sequence yeah. i'm yeah. just like this is what oh my god this is cinema yeah. yeah, that's I got that feeling as well. I was like, this, this is very much art. I don't care how pretentious I sound. No, that is what it it's, is. Well, it, it, is, it fine. is for sure. The the thing I wanted to bring up, and I think I mentioned this before. This the what there were two shots. So the that shot is to me was very evocative of Prometheus of his yes. punishment for discovering fire and the, giving it mm-hmm. to or stealing the fire and giving it to man. Um, and yes. I assume it's the same thing of the he touched the fire of this situation. He took that knowledge <laughs> mm. and tried to take it for himself. It's weird. He's playing both Prometheus and man in this metaphor, but mm. I don't give a fuck. I'll, I'm going to, I'll go into it. Yeah, he does. And then fucking suffers the consequences for it. But 
the the thing that showed my like I was like this is a perfect encapsula- encapsulation of my intelligence. There's the shot uh, before where uh, Robert Pattinson is walking up the like he has this vision in the lighthouse or whatever, and he sees the other himself, and then Willem Dafoe turns around and like there's this perfect like shot of him standing there holding him, and the light comes out of his eyes oh, yeah, and hits his yeah, face, yeah, yeah. and I go. I literally that's go. That's a painting. That that's a, a painting? painting. I don't know what painting it is, and it that's is my level of seconds. intelligence. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's called, hypnosis. It's yeah. hypnosis by Sasha Schneider, nineteen oh four, who is a uh, gay German diabetic painter. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it's honestly the he died shot. of diabetes mellitus. The painting I, I, is it's like hooded justice, but way more jacked, grabbing a man, <laughs> just emitting light into his face, and you see cock and, and balls. The, well. In the no, uh, yes. no, no! In the painting, Hooded Justice is wearing pants. The, the guys, guy the, you see the guys cock and balls. But yeah, it's it switched around because in the movie, Willem Dafoe yes, is buck ass naked, just going like Zool. That's okay. And Robert Pattinson is just like, oh god, knowledge. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely getting that painting now. That is it's a beautiful painting. Is it's great. Um, well, I just I I just need you to know, Danny, that when you were describing it, you said you hear the sound of a flock of seagulls, and it took I, everything I had <laughs> not to softly sing. I just ran so far away. I heard I heard myself say that. I'm like, oh, Bernie, oh, dumbass. Oh no! <laughs> I really thought I was gonna get through this one. Um, no, I was yeah. respectful because the ending shot is just that good. It's very good. It's I had to let it roll, but. With that all done, I don't know how you guys would interpret it, but giving a lot of time to think and marinate about it, my interpretation is just, it, it combines a lot of things. Because the movie itself combines uh, literature, whether it be, you know, Edgar Allan Poe, a little bit of H.P. Lovecraft, but lots of religious stories and mythologies as well. And the way I look at it is that Robert Pattinson's character is dead. Like, he's a sailor who died at sea, and... The lighthouse and everything he has to do there, that is his purgatory, or that is the penance he has to pay in order to go up to the light or go up to heaven. Willem Dafoe's character is pretty much, you know, a guardian angel or something along the lines of St. Peter. And he's pretty much like, hey, do this stuff, do the grind, I gotta be a dick, but trust me, just get this stuff done and you will go up there. But I want to go up there now. No, don't. Just, just trust me. Just don't. And the... Reflections of the mermaid and the seagull to me is like, oh, it's it made me think of Jesus's temptation while he was in the desert. Uh, oh, with, with lust and all sorts of things, because, you know, the mermaid obviously is lust. And <laughs> because, I, again, the, the way I interpret the devil no, is either, I, you know, a Frank Sinatra looking guy in a Kingsman esque three piece suit uh, or a beautiful woman in a red dress. Mm-hmm. And. All that, and the one-eyed seagull would be like Lucifer, Satan, something like that, to be like, hey, eh, just poking prods, like do what, yeah, do what do, you're do, not do, supposed do to temptation. do. And and Saint Peter's like, don't mess with it, just leave it alone, don't do anything. And when, and pretty much being like, hey, this is your last shot at getting in. If you mess this up, you are utterly screwed. And then when a bird turned into a Jackson Pollock painting. That's when pretty much like okay. the devil's like, all right, <laughs> okay. my time to shine. Right. And that kind of opens it up. Sort it's, of it's, and so many different okay. things. Like, you know, okay. like when he goes out to the, the mermaid 
and she's like screeching at him and laughing at him. He has all these visions, pretty much like, hey, this is what you're going to be denied forever. Ah, this is like, like the inaccessibility. Like, no matter how much you eat, it will not be enough. No matter how much you drink, it will not quench your thirst. No matter how many times you do self-help, it will not relieve you. <laughs> it's although I I laugh when I yes. when, when yeah habitual self abuse, <laughs> which made me think of Catholic school show. sex ed I went to, which their description of self help, I shit you not, was malicious manipulation of the genitals in order to achieve climax. Wow, I'm in the back, face is red, trying not to just laugh. Oh my god, uh, I but then, definitely want to start and, calling it self help now. And as things go on, just you know, it's just he's making it worse and worse and worse for himself. Like you, he's again, or hell, Willem Dafoe's character could be Virgil or Dante guiding this lost soul mm-hmm. through the rings of hell, and just saying, "Hey, just just do this. Don't just don't give in to that. Don't don't follow this. Just trust me. This will get to you." Well, I want to do this. No, you're not ready. And pretty much, uh, after several confrontations, uh, he finally snaps and murders his guardian and reaches the pearly gates. Essentially, the pearly gates of, of that light. He pretty much gets a wash in ecstasy of everything he could ever want, he could ever desire, everything he wants. You know, like Kenny in the South Park movie, flown to the heaven to see all these voluptuous, <laughs> topless ladies, and then, no! Little Drop boy going to hell! Them. And that, again, as Robert Pattinson fell, that was pretty much his ascension from the pearly gates to his own hell, whether it be a Christian hell, a Davy Jones's locker, or a, a Promethean fate. Because mm-hmm. honestly, the way I see it is, this could just be a sailor's purgatory. And when Willem Dafoe's all, you know, like, crusty Davy Jones-looking kind of person, right. that's him in his true form. And... <laughs> Doing all this stuff like that's him falling into hell, underworld, Davy Jones's locker, Promethean fate, however you want to put it up. I know this sounds pretentious at a hall. As no, hell, no, no, no. But that that's I'm like, this is this is how I interpret it. And I try to talk to people I work with. They're just like, you mean that artsy black and white movie? I yeah, I'm not gonna see it. Or I'm not really into horror films. So, yeah, no, thank you, but. I need to talk to somebody about yeah, this, please. Need to tell someone my theory. I, I need to tell people about this. I, I, I think it's that, weird I mean, as all hell, but yeah. it makes sense in the end. No, I I was uh, gonna say I didn't take it like so kind of allegorical or kind of one to one, but I do think a lot of that is there. Like I yeah. see a yeah. lot. That makes a lot of you can that, see. You're like, oh, cool. I can totally see how that happens. You can't argue with it. That all plays exactly specifically yeah. in the Divine Comedy Purgatorio, which is like the. Purgatory is like a mountain that you're supposed to ascend and rise through trials, yeah. and you don't. You just keep trying them over and over again <sighs> until you get through. So it's not. It's not a like get again down I, I to hell or anything. But this this is like Robert Pattinson's like, dude, you've goofed up a lot. This is your last Big goof. shot. You need to listen to me. Yes, I'm going to be mean to you, but you'll get it through. And just sorry. Yeah. Oops, you didn't. Um, the, the, the one, two, yeah, the two things I would I would say the challenge it is one, uh, Willem Dafoe does like egg him on to attack him and try to kill him basically, and two, the thing that Good I rest. have the the biggest questions about and I think is like the biggest key in figuring out what the what Eggers was thinking, even though it doesn't really matter, right? Like it is on a level, no, it all doesn't interpretations matter at all, yeah. and all that, but uh, it's the fact that he ends up Robert Pattinson with one eye and the seagull 
has one eye. And, and it's supposed to be former, reincarnated sailors. The former this is the thing that I remembered. The Fair head he, the head he pulls up has yeah. one eye and he talks about your former second, mm-hmm. the one eyed guy. So I'm assuming the one eyed guy, that spirit was in the seagull and him killing it right. did something maybe I don't know, just fucked him up, whatever, but left him to that same position of I'm, losing that one yeah. eye. Because yeah. he was also looking for the light. Yeah. He suffered yes. I assume he suffered something of a similar way mm-hmm. in that seeing that light you can't comprehend it it is an incomprehensible truth or knowledge on some mm-hmm. level yeah. and then that it breaks your ability to see by cutting like getting your eye removed right but to slight side tangent here <laughs> i did actually end up looking up the lyrics for a flock of seagulls i ran um and oh no so many of the lyrics work here I mean, he keeps talking about a, a girl that he... he I, I never thought I'd meet a girl like you. The kind of eyes that hypnotize me through, hypnotize me through. That's the mermaid, I'm just yeah. saying. A cloud appears above your head. A beam of light comes shining down on oh. you. Shining down. I'm just... That is, that's literally the Willem Dafoe. It's all tied hypnotize. together. The name of the painting is Hypnotize, which is what yeah. the eyes are... I'm. The cloud is moving nearer still. I'm just saying... I'm just saying. I'm Was just, Robert Eggers a massive flock of seagulls? Because <laughs> there's a... I mean, look. Reached out, uh, hand to touch your face. You're slowly disappearing from my view. Tell me that that doesn't okay. happen at okay. some point. Okay, and checkmate atheists. We get yeah. it. <laughs> Floating in a beam of light with you. Beam of light with you. Oh, I, th- I thought you were honestly going to look up this, the song for the, she- for the sea shanty. Oh, I was like... No. I was like <laughs> But yes, we we yeah. should get moving if there's yeah. but it's else. this fucking radical movie. Y'all should fucking go watch. Yeah, definitely check it out. Um if you want to find out where to stream this movie and other movies, you can go to thebloodystream.com. We also want to give a big thank you to John from Eyes of Astoria for our wonderful theme song Dead Walk. You should go check them out on Spotify. Try to get those links up in more places, but it's in the description of these episodes, so you should be able to find it. Yeah, so fucking be a grown-up and look at the other stuff instead of yeah. that. Um, we want to say a big thank you to Danny for being on. Um, do you have pluggables you want to plug? Uh, again, like before, just my Instagram, which is at uh, Danny Bain, all lowercase D-A-N-N-Y, the number eight, A-N-E. Uh, honestly, just mostly would just be like sub I cook a few gym bro picks here and there because finally get back to the gym and you know that meat gotta show off them boulder shoulders sometimes gotta flex when you need to awesome alright but again thank you guys so much for bringing me on (laughs) Uh, it it wasn't you know a two year difference between last time what because you know know. there's there's a difference between you know being five and fourteen hours ahead of you guys that's what I was gonna say (laughs) it's always awesome to be on and just talking about fun stuff with you guys. Uh, even though, like, the only one I've really met in person has been Brian, but... At, at some least, point, you'll be at over least I've, in the I've given off good enough vibes for Jorge and Taylor from the previous podcast. Be like, you know what? This guy's cool. Let's let's bring him on. Keep because having him on. <laughs> again, I, I cannot wait to be on again. Whenever it's free for all of us, I, I am totally down. Yeah, of course. Excellent. This is a guest-heavy show. We have, so far only have one episode without any guests, so plenty of plenty of room. Absolutely. Although I was mentioned in it, so does it mean like it was guess, gonna oh. in a way? Yes. Uh, yes. Somewhat on the long lines, even though I'm like, yeah, Mario the Dead's not 
little garbage. It's just a dumb zombie movie. <laughs> Here at YouTube, just like, oh, and then when he gets to the safe and... Ooh, he yeah. did one click, and then it opens, and way. you knew that safe felt really good. <laughs> like, you guys look, are looking way look, too hard into safe look, cracking here. Look, listen. Look, listen. <laughs> yeah. um, either way, but thank you so much, um, and we will talk to y'all same bloody time, same bloody channel.